let, uh, let's start in 28 seconds. I will do an intro to this. Uh, the next time you could do it, I, I didn't write anything down for intro. Uh, and oh wait, I'm live by the way. This is this is on the Twitch live, you know. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm starting soon. Screen. You know I don't know how to work these things. Well, I guess let's start it right now. Welcome let's to do the it. Out, of Mana, out of Mana podcast. I uh, you will be joining the real shysty and I on a very makeshift setup because my lack of prep. Oh no. But, uh, how you doing, good sir? I'm doing fantastic. Look, I'm getting these weird things pop up, and we're out of to a good start already. I'm getting error messages pop up. <laughs> OneDrive error. Oh man, this is fantastic. Good timing. I'm doing you great. You wouldn't Help be yourself. a streamer if you didn't have any tech issues. Like that's well, like guaranteed for any streamer. That, that that is entirely true. And and not only that, I'm still completely a novice. But uh, here's here's to a good first episode one of the podcast. So go ahead no, with your right. intro. Ooh, oh, I already did it. I, I'm oh, drinking that was, water in a solo cup. I have. I don't know if I want to give everybody what I'm drinking because, like, you know, why should I give okay. free spon? Why should I give free sponsorship? We're not even getting paid for anything right now, so it's like <laughs> just drink and enjoy. By the way, exactly. I'm not sure if you can see on my camera, but does it does it look like there's like a weird shadow wolf right there? Oh, never mind. The camera made it look weird. But from shadow this wolf? angle, it looks like a, a wolf with like red eyes right back there. I see the dot eye that you're talking about. Unfortunately, I don't have the imagination of. No, no wolf. Sorry, can't, can't see. Can't see the wolf. I, well, when I went closer and it, it stopped focusing on me, it, it, you could see it's the wall. But like for like a weird distance, I could see ears and a nose and red eyes. Nah, nah. Sorry, but good imagination though. So speaking of wolves. Well, I see uh, there's one on uh, your. I see what you did there's there. There's one on your wall right there. Yes. Did you uh, watch the trailer for the new Game of Thrones? House was it called? House of oh. Dragons. Oh, I thought you were segueing for Switcher. Um. Uh. Yes. Of oh, course I did. Good. Yeah. They both have wolves. Ah. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Of course I did. Um. What it came out like two days ago, three days ago. Um. Obviously, extremely excited. Um. I only watched it like two and a half times. Like I'm trying not to you know watch it excessively as excited as i am but uh what we're less than a month away to the day so oh, yeah, it comes uh, out august 22nd no 21st i 21st. believe yes so now i have to figure out my hbo subscription and all that good stuff because you know i'm going to get it so um yeah extremely excited uh how about you well, one, I'm extremely excited for the casting because there's two people in there that I'm a huge fan of. One is in, uh, what's it called, Bones and Shadows, and he also played the villain in Daredevil. Uh, but two is the girl. She played in, uh, in Bates Motel and Ready Player One. And she they both look great in the show. But not only that, um, everything that I see in the trailer reminds me of how Game of Thrones should have been because, well, you know, if you've seen the trailer... We actually see the Golden Company that should have been in Game of Thrones, uh, where the Targaryens are going to Essos and they're having their conflict. And so I am excited to see, you know, Targaryens with the Valyrian and versus Essos and their whole army. As exciting as it as it is to see that aspect of the world, is it is it a false sense of representation because it's obviously in the past versus we didn't see it in the present version of Game of Thrones, so would it really be that different? Or because it's a super rich 
place, it's probably going to look the same. I feel like, see, I, I get what you're saying because, like, you know, we we're like, oh, that could have led up to this. But since it is back in time, I wanted to give it a a little bit of leeway because during the Targaryen time, things in Westeros and all that stuff was more prosperous. That's why mm-hmm. when you've seen the, you know, the, the part or the scene where they had the Iron Throne, they had more swords and the Great Hall than they did in actual Game of Thrones. I did notice that. So well, actually, now now we're going back to the trailer, and now you're probably gonna have to watch it too, and I'm gonna have to rewatch it. But like, I don't know why. I could have sworn though there was a couple different, um, that same room, of course. There was a couple different shots. That one, to your point, it had the one with like the flood of all the swords leading up to the Iron Throne, and I thought I saw some that didn't have all the swords there. So, well, I think that's so that second room that you've seen i've seen that too but uh what's it called uh it was in game of thrones what was that um play that said their nearest went to in the final season where she oh oh uh dragon uh, rock black rock whatever it's called is it is it black no it's not black rock is it i can't remember oh, it just or dragonstone dragonstone that's it yep that is it. dragonstone also looked like uh king's landing as well like it the did chairs. yeah you're right it's true that is very, very true. So that's my guess. I could be wrong, but it, it, it looks like it was the Great that's, Hall and Dragonstone. No, that that's that's a very good guess. You're you're, you're probably accurate with that. Um, so the other thing that um, I wonder is maybe you know this because I don't. Um, do they anticipate as how many seasons this is going to be? According well. This is my information from 2008 before uh, the A season aired, but they want the prequel to be at least five seasons to give them enough time for uh, Game of Thrones sequel to actually happen. Gotcha. Well, that was the plan is five seasons. Who knows? Obviously, yeah. popularity, they might squeeze out mm-hmm. more, but they both have to mm-hmm. see. But so far, it's supposed to be five. Okay. Yeah, because I, uh, I, I don't recall what it was greenlighted for. Um, and then, you know... You know, we kind of know, obviously, where the story is going to go. We just don't know exactly timestamp where exactly it's going to end. And um, and I, I don't know if you've watched it, but even those that don't read the books, like myself, um, HBO's YouTube channel does a fantastic job with already narrating what you probably are more likely going to expect to see with, like, a more cartoon version. Um, so kind of like spoilers in advance, but... Uh, either way, I'm I'm just I'm just stoked to see some some got back, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. When you say narrate, are you talking about that one video that came up before season eight, where it was like just a map and it was like a uh, like a brown no, drawing? They, no, go back, dude. They released like a lot of different videos. Like they released once again, like almost one for like all the houses, a bunch for just the Targaryen family. Um, yeah, there, there's there's probably a lot of other stuff you haven't seen yet. If yeah. you if you really want to see it, I, I only well I want to see it. I didn't even know they existed because I remember yeah. the last uh, before the season eight of Game of Thrones came out, they had that whole like three minute video of the whole Targaryen family, but uh, Robert Baratheon was narrating it, saying the whole story of like you know the rebellion, how it started, and how uh, the Targaryens fell. I remember all those. Yeah, I think they even had some. Narrated by like like Jon Snow or or well, uh, what was the name Chris Harrington, um, Chris Harrington. Oh, not Chris, not Chris Harrington. What the fuck? Uh, what Kit Harrington. <laughs> Kit? Yeah, Kit. 
Um, my bad. Apologies, please. Um, so and now he's forever gonna be known as Chris. Um, but yeah, no, I I remember those, and and I, I like them too. So um, you know, just a different format of storytelling, and and in this very smaller form, which I guess appeals to a lot of the masses nowadays, but. So, yeah, that's my two cents on that. I, I mean, there's, I, I feel like there's, obviously there's plenty to talk about, but I would just reserve that for when the show's out. Yeah, especially and when it's I'm, so close to coming out. And so when, some, when it's so close to coming out. But then, like, you know, we'll have ample opportunity to talk about it while it's live. I mean, how we'll oh, probably we'll, squeeze it into every, every week podcast. We'll talk yeah. a little bit about Game of Thrones. So. You know we will. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like, and I'm sure you're thinking this as well, it's probably going to be far more fucking gory than the original one. I think it's also probably going to be more political, too. Only because, I'm well, you see in the trailer how they were talking about the line of succession from the firstborn, then the daughter came into play, then all these other houses. It looks like it might be more, obviously, you know, we're going to get dragons burning cities and all that stuff, but it looks like it's going to be more of, like, how Cersei played her game with, uh, House Tyrell, you know, a lot of back and forth and capturing each mm-hmm. other. I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to play more of that route. And I'm kind of looking oh, yeah. forward to it, too. And also, not to get my... You know, obviously, people can say whatever they want about Season 8 of Game of Thrones, but the trailer for House of Dragons, the set pieces, the scenes, and all that stuff, they look like they are... They are just amazingly done. Yeah. It, it looks it, it looks fantastic already, and obviously more dragons are better, right? So <laughs> Yeah. So let's segue that with the other wolf I thought you were going to talk about. A gray wolf. And uh, Witcher th- Season 3, right? I, yes. I, what, what, okay, first off, you're going to have to educate me and update me. Like, once again, I don't know what's going on with this. So I guess it was greenlit, and do we have any type of dates yet? I well, mean... so. F, before uh, Witcher season two came out, we already knew we were gonna get season three. Like they, so that was okay. They they built a whole lot of stuff. Like they have an animated movie of uh, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy that trained. Uh, God, what's uh, the Witcher's name? I forgot. Uh, Geralt. Geralt. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, there's a movie about the guy that trained Geralt, but then you know they also showed season three and season potentially season four is already made. But the reason why I brought this up is because. They just started shooting uh, season three of The Witcher a month ago. So okay, if, if they're shooting it now, that means by the December of next year, we'll get it. Don't you think we might get it even sooner? Well, it, well, depending on you know the set pieces and all that stuff, it could take six to eight months to film and then another six to eight months to edit and all that stuff. For post? Yeah. yeah. I Usually, thought the last one had a bigger setback because of COVID. Versus, well, they've that's also, why I don't think it would take as long. They've also been doing it. Uh, they were they filmed in 2019. They used the rest of it as like you know reshooting in 2020 and then editing from 2020 to 2021. That's why we got uh, season two. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I don't know if these were just basically that rumors, but. Because uh, I would talk to a few coworkers about like The Witcher that uh, I don't really, you know, talk too much, but Witcher was a topic that would come up. And I remember um, one one of the guys saying that supposedly there was issues with um, 
can't think of the real uh, life actor's name. Now it's brain farting me. Oh, but Henry Cavill. Yes, Henry Cavill. I heard there was issues with him at some point. A, was that true? And B, well, you know, is that still an issue? Because like, I remember at one point he's like, sign me up forever. Yeah, and no, then... he's he's committed to um, Geralt. He, if you heard issues, it was because of uh, him and DC. I'm not sure if you watch any oh. of the DC superhero movies, but they basically yeah, yeah, yeah. just dumped all their stars and they're trying to recast everything again. Yeah. Which makes no sense because, I mean, obviously, you know, he might be overhyped, but I think Henry Cavill is fantastic as Superman. I think he's fantastic as Geralt. Like, he has the build like, yeah. and the look and the voice for it. Yeah. Initially, when, like, I mean, I never played the games or read the books, but um, when he was first casted, I thought he looked, I didn't think it matched up. But then oh, when dude. I watched, no, I'm serious. Like, like I thought it was like a really bad wig and like, I don't know. It just, to me, initially didn't, didn't add up. But after I watched it, yes, he's like, he's fucking ideal. It, 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 it's, it's awesome. It's you like need one to, of the perfect castings you could have. You need to look at a picture of the game version versus the real no, life I version. No, I have. I have. I have. But it's, it, it's not that comparison. My comparison was more the presentation of how he looked initially. Like, it just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because I was so used to seeing him as Superman. I don't know. But... Yeah, it took me a minute. It took me a minute, but it's good now. So I will say I'll, he I'll... he impressed me with his voice. Like, there's a reason why he doesn't talk much in the show because he has to try really hard to get that deep voice. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, it if you hear his actual voice, it's not like Geralt's voice. He has to try really hard to get it that deep. No, you're you're not wrong, but that's that's what an actor does right yeah no it's, it's a lot of vocal trains but i'm just right. saying like it's funny that it's so hard that's why he has so little uh like lines in the show and more just actions yeah no i, I get what you're saying but let's go back to then season three because i don't think we ever got a chance to talk about this like even just not you know preparing for a fucking podcast but like i know once upon a time you're like hey we need to talk about that season two ending and i don't think we ever did we well we did but I think you forgot. But oh, we we we, we can go back to it. No, we can go back to it because one, it's got me hyped because in the games they kind of dropped into like the second game and third game they picked it back up again. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they're going off the, more of the books and they're showing more of the wild hunt. And the wild hunt to me is the most interesting part of The Witcher only because they. I smell fire. <laughs> No. Oh, that's not good. I got small smoke. <laughs> not, not during episode one. I don't know if that's outside or whatever. Oh, I'm going to continue. If I, if I see smoke, I'm going to have to dip. But uh, so the wild hunt, in my opinion, the reason why it's so but interesting. Guys, my house might be burning. <laughs> we're going to continue this podcast because I got to continue this podcast. Well, so <laughs> I, I sometimes I can't tell if something's burning or if it's, you know. Or oh, you're having a stroke. I'm just fine. <laughs> or if it's the place right next to me that makes, you know, sweets and all that stuff, and sometimes they have flower explosions, that sounds that smells really bad. I, uh, I know about the Nabisco factory. Or now it's, what is it, Mandela's? Yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it as that. We'll leave it. We're getting off topic. We're Different off names, topic. same let's smell. <laughs> let's but, go back. Let's go back to the Witcher. So going back to the Wild Hunt, why it's so interesting is that, you know, you, you've watched Lord of the Rings, right? Uh, yes. So you know, I need to watch them again. Oh well, we're not here to talk about that, but you know that shows on the horizon too. Soon. 
I, I think the trailer is supposed to be dropping soon as well. From from the, the from the concept I see, it looks great. But going back, so the reason why the Wild Hunt is so cool is because they remind me of the seven human kings that got turned into race, or whatever they were called in uh, Lord of the Rings. And mm-hmm. the the fact that they're just so menacing and terrifying is what makes them so cool. It's like they will hunt you until their objective is complete. Okay. Okay. Uh, I obviously don't know any about that. I just know the show and that's it. So like my level of anticipation or excitement is, I mean, not that it's not existent because I actually do enjoy the show for what it's worth and being a fantasy, you know, uh, person of appreciation, like, you know, I, I'm I'm always looking forward to the next uh, chapter and what it brings and presents. Back to the ending because we you kind of kind of over that hump. Um, the and, and you know this may be spoilers for anybody watching. And if it's a spoiler, you get five, four, three, two, one, and your time is gone. You could have muted me, but so with what is it? I was going to call her Cersei, but that's that's Game of Thrones. Think of uh, Apple, Siri. Siri, yeah, there you go. Uh, with the father returning, like, I don't want to say it was totally predictable, but, like, it was definitely shocking. And I don't know. Like, I don't know what to think. Like, it, it, like I mean, because, I, I, like, once again, I don't, I don't know nothing about the games. I don't know nothing about the book. So it's like... Okay, what well, what what what's going on here? Like, what do I expect? And then I started doing a little, you know, research, and it's like, oh, okay, so it's not part of this, it's part of that, not part of this, and well, that happens all too often, right, with TV shows, live action stuff. But so I don't know. Like, I'm I'm obviously looking forward to it, but like, but not for the same reasons you are. Like, I, I guess I'm more the wild hunt thing is not as appealing to me as well, it is to you. Well, but I'm the- just looking that for that for forward story development well the, also another reason why i like the wild hunt is because it's tied to siri and she uh-huh. has a very uh i forgot what they call it. it's like elder blood or whatever and so her blood is isn't it just elf isn't it just elven is it elven blood? i thought it was like elder blood I, like it's some kind of like very old like ancient whatever race i i, I um, the whole time i was here in elven I, I could be wrong i i, I honestly can't because... remember it's been a while since i watched it because I mean, they have elves in the show. Wasn't that part of the war, right? Then yeah. They tried to to like kill them all off. Yeah, I, I it's, yeah, she might be like an elder elf or whatever. I, I think I think she's like yeah, I think she's like half elf, half whatever. But because she's a descendant of the pure line, her blood mm-hmm. is special. Her blood is capable mm-hmm. of making more witches, and that's what makes her more most you know valuable. And also mm-hmm. the powers that are tied to her that you'll see in future seasons, and that's where. Her dad might come into play at some point is introducing her to further powers. So don't know if you spoiled something there, but you're suggesting he's a good guy then. Well, he might bring in someone <laughs> that might help her. Oh, okay. So it's all a facade. They're what? setting it all up to make him like this evil dude, but basically he's just being pretending to be an evil dude just to get her back to then teach her even further to be a badass. Well, we'll picture this. Like, picture the dead as like a male version of Yennefer where he comes in, he might not be totally good, but he's not totally bad, but he might bring other characters into the fold that might mix with other characters in certain ways to build them up. Fair enough. At least from what I remember. I could be wrong, but I remember that there's a character that gets introduced later on and helps get the witches back on track to, uh, you know, being plentiful again. 
Okay. Well, once again, um, just another thing to look forward to. Um, so this talking about, this, or go ahead. Sorry. This most got me concerned. I don't know if it's inside or outside. Do, do, do you want to make a quick jog through your house? And you know, I, mean, I don't see a smoke, so I'm good. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just gonna as, long as, you don't see, as long as you don't see smoke, you're good? Yeah. All right. Um, but since we're, you know, talking about live action um, and TV shows, go ahead and segue that to, uh, what was it? When did it come out? Just last week or was it two weeks ago? God, I'm losing track of time. That's what happens when you have COVID. Um, last week, right? It, it's I don't know. Last week, two weeks. It, yeah, I've watched it. And I we'll, say, we'll say it was last week, just for the sake of uh, you know moving forward here. But uh, I totally forgot about it, uh, but was glad it came out because it gave me something to binge. And I don't really binge stuff anymore. But uh, Resident Evil on Netflix. Um, I'll let you start. So uh, open, just fucking go with it. Thoughts? I'll give first impressions without spoiling, and then you know after we get through the first. Oh, yeah, things maybe we should tell the audience to once again. If you need uh, to mute us for any reason, because we're about to talk Resident Evil Netflix. So if you plan on watching it, you might want to mute us just for a little while. Well, you my fir- my first thing, there's no spoilers. It's gonna be completely. Oh man, that's gonna be hard for me not to do. Well, I, we could spoil it in a second, but I'm gonna say that. Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't like the show, but I like the concept of it. Like, okay. the characters that are introduced is a lot like Code Veronica, and that's the weird thing that these Resident Evil uh, shows and movies have you know done is that you know Alice from the movies and the two characters in here are basically representation of the Ashford twins, and. I like how they brought him to play because I felt like the Ashford twins weren't utilized as much, and I'm glad to see some kind of representation in there, even if they're different names. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of things I didn't like, but if they change the acting and change some of the cheesiness, I think it had the potential to be a good show because they didn't copy the games; they made their own continuous storyline after the games. Um, to piggyback that. And to keep it non-spoiler, I guess. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't really have a problem with the acting. Now, I know you didn't mention this right now, but off the podcast, you had mentioned of the girls pretty much being annoying. And oh, yes, at times, at, at times, yes, they were. They were like, you know, bratty, whatever. But you have to remember, in context, these are fucking high school girls. So it's like... We're not girls, so we don't know how, you know, they really... I mean, we know how they act, but you know what I'm saying? Like, not in that perspective. So, like, it didn't bother me as much. Um, To your point, I will say that, you know, obviously, you know, any teenager is a little dramatic, you know, can be overdramatic. But they weren't, like, you know, normal teens. They were, like, Disney overacting drama. Disney? Really? Like, they were bad. In my opinion, they were were extremely cringy. Like, it wasn't realistic to what real teenagers were like. They made all the dumb decisions. Like, real teenagers, they might do some, you know, stupid things here and there, but they're not that dumb. I still disagree with that. But anyways, uh, it didn't bother me as much. So, there's that. And, And honestly, in some capacity, if it did, as it, it is, it bothered you, I think that's a credit to them because that's probably what they needed to do. 
I feel um, like that's not what their characters are supposed to be, though. I think they're supposed to be more of a familiar connection and also a sense of sympathy with what they went through. So you're telling me as this season progressed, you never felt sympathy? No, I felt like they totally deserved everything they did because they <laughs> created it. Like, I mean, you're not wrong, but like, I mean, I never really felt sympathetic for them so i guess if that was part of the goal then yes they did fail but at some point and maybe it's because and and not trying to go like off the rails here but like you we all know wesker we know um he's a bad guy although they're trying initially to kind of somewhat make him perceive like maybe he's not that bad without fully spoiling it. Um, so in a nutshell, it's like, okay, it's hard to be sympathetic for children that we know is from a bad guy, right? That was my take on it. That was kind of the way I was perceiving it. Now, as it progressed, I still never felt really fully sympathetic, but as they started beefing with each other, I guess now we're getting into spoilers, um, then, you, then you're kind of not forced to pick a side, but you're kind of like, okay, trying to understand one another. Like, why did this happen? Why did that happen? And that's part of the cliffhangers that they left in the show. It's like, damn, like I need, eventually, if they, I don't even know if this show got greenlighted for a season two. I don't think it has yet. If, if I'm, if, uh, if I was looking correctly. Um, I, I didn't see them greenlight it, but the way it ended seems like there's going to be a sequel or a second season. The way they, yes, Yes, but I, I, I mean, it could go into conclusion there because technically, you know, she got shot. So, okay, let's, let's go into the spoiler section. Spoilers are about to happen because there's no way we can continue the rest of this without talking about what happens in the show. By the way, yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, going back to what you said, there's some things that they connected with the video games, which I uh, I liked. Let's go to cheesy parts, because I agree with you. There were some cheesy parts like that were... Like the dancing? <laughs> yes! Thank you. That was like... When it happened, I sat there and I'm like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe that just happened. Like, And then the song choice. Like, hmm. I mean, I guess they did it right. If they wanted you to cringe or whatever, they were successful. But... I didn't care for that either. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not saying the entire show had to be serious, but there's like a time and place for it, right? Like, I think if if that happened somehow, maybe in the younger version of the storylines, right? Maybe it'd be a little bit more acceptable. I don't fucking know. But like, it was just bad timing. Very bad timing. Talk about song choices for a moment there. Except for that one, I kind of liked the song choices they had. Maybe the timing and the placement of some of them weren't ideal, but I thought, this, dare I call it the score, because it's not really a score. They're actual songs. I thought they were chosen pretty well. I think they, they had too many, though. Let me say that one. There should have been fewer spots for actual music. Um, once again, I like the Easter eggs that they did, like, the chainsaw guy, the potato head guy. I don't know his real name in the games, but you know that shit like yeah, that. Yeah, from RE4. RE4, exactly. Uh, I definitely appreciated that. Did you catch if the other I'm... Easter egg? 
Oh, there's a there's a bunch. You probably have to remind me, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that one. My but... favorite Easter egg is uh-huh. it's, it's during the chainsaw episode where okay. they break free, and that big guy you know has a gun, and he's doing some weird like stuff with oh, the. Dude, that scene was awesome, by the way. You you know what that's from, right? That's from Resident Evil Six when Chris and um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I played Six. Chris and Leon did some like weird like gun control stuff, and basically him doing that is to that cutscene in Resident Evil Six. Uh, that that you know what? I don't think I don't think I played six, dude. I didn't play six. If you want to play, it's two players. It's on PS4. I'll play it with you. But uh, th- there's a lot of like cheesy, like basically Final Fantasy type fighting. You know, with they're just doing some weird gun stuff. I mean, it, I kind of. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just saying, like, even though that part was cheesy, it was <laughs> cheesy in a way that paid fan service to the games. Like, I like I that thought- part. I thought it was cheesy because it went with the character, so therefore it worked. <clears throat> oh, I just I liked it for the Easter egg, the like the you know. See, I, I, well, I wasn't aware of the Easter egg. If I was going to attribute it to anything, like my closest representation to that would be would be like like Leon's like fucking um um God, what's those movies called? Like, um, I can't think right now. But the anyways. animated ones. Huh? Are you talking about the animated ones? Yeah, the anime ones, but like you know, the one where he's doing like all the crazy gun shit, like that's what it reminded me of. But well, that, that's exactly like what a it mirrored was. Mirrored version of it, huh? No, it, it was a hundred percent a mirrored version of what happened when Leon and Chris were in a hallway fighting zombies. Like he, like perfectly but replicated. The, but you said from the game, I didn't play the game. I'm talking about from the from the animated or the CGI show. Oh yeah, not from the movie, but from the game. It's like no, it's, I, it's I'm, like I'm a one to one. I'm referencing it from. I mean, I know it's not a one-on-one, but that's what it reminded me of. But either way, I actually enjoyed it. It put a smile on my face, though that long scene, because I, w- I wouldn't say I didn't fully expect for it to happen, because I was like, okay, this guy's appearing to be a limp the whole time. I'm like, he's going to do something badass. Like, yeah. even, even when they were trying to escape the cell, he was being a little bitch about it. And then it's like, no, something about to happen. Something about... And then he just busts. I'm like, okay, that was cool. He was the one character I felt bad about when, you know, he got eaten. Like, I, Cause he, even though he was cheesy, I liked him. I only liked him for that thing. Otherwise, I, he was very annoying. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. But, um, let's see, what other good takeaways? Um, the one episode where they predominantly had the girls get the clues was obviously a, a throwback. Oh, oh to resident evil, like, 1, resident evil 2 or, or yeah just well all of them to a certain well the capacity. first three i guess with the puzzles and all that but yeah it was it was also cheesy but it wasn't overly cheesy <laughs> to me i was like they aren't even trying well to hide from whatever lasers that are potentially in the house like they're like jumping over couches doing some weird crawl down the stairs i thought they could have did better once again though like i think you're some i think you might like you might be failing to put yourself in in their shoes for a moment like if I if thought I was have, being if, spied on, I would have tried really hard not to get noticed. Okay, but you you have to understand, like, put yourself in the shoes. Like, they have someone on a phone call telling them what to do. And if he's late on it and you have no expectation as to when to duck, when to do this, like, those reactions are going to be extremely, like, offbeat and untimed. And I don't know. I thought it was, I once again, maybe I'm defending it too much. I thought it was done well. I thought it was too long, though. Yeah, I'll admit that. Long. It was incredibly long. But I still appreciate the nod to the games with that 
kind of episode. Yeah, a lot of back and forth. It kind of like Zelda, like back and forth, backtracking, getting that and moving forward. Yeah, I, I yeah, do. Exactly. I do agree with that point. Like, I thought that was an, another nice Easter egg. Yeah, I, I and, and like even the smaller ones, like when they finally got to the basement that same episode and they got the uh, original Raccoon City uh, footage. Oh, I wish there was more footage. I would have loved to see more footage because that was so good. Not so. Not to segue off of this because I still want to talk about the Resident Evil show. But have you seen mm-hmm. the movie Welcome to, uh, to Raccoon City? It's a live action that just came out. Last no, year. I have not seen that one yet. So, I and I, I don't know if I ever will. The thing is that whoever created the set pieces, like the town, the you know the uh, police department, nailed the look of it. It's a hundred percent looks like the game. The downside is the actress sucked. <laughs> Like that, see, that's why I don't think I'll, I'll I'll see it because when the trailer dropped, I I I was like I can't I don't think I can watch this because of that reason, uh, which sucks um, because obviously I'm a fan of the series. Wouldn't say I'm a super fan, but I'm a fan of the series. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe one day I'll watch it, but I I really don't anticipate that one. I need to still see one or two. Well, actually, more than one, two. Didn't they do a whole season of the CGI also on Netflix? They, uh, yeah, it was like five, four episodes called Infinite okay, Darkness so or I, Into Darkness, Infinite Darkness, whatever. Yeah, so I need to watch that as well. And I think there's one movie I haven't seen either. If, so, I, if I were you, I would wait on Infinite Darkness because Infinite Darkness either takes place before Resident Evil 6 or after Resident Evil 6. Okay. Because the show ties into the game. I'm sure I could find like a um, somewhere online like um, total breakdown of yeah like a chron- you know, chronological timeline order. yeah yeah. But going back to the movie before you go back yes. off of it, yes. If they had better actors, that it would have been the best Resident Evil movie because like like I said, whoever designed like the sets, you know the the way the dogs come out and all that stuff, it was it was exactly like the game in live action. It's just it was it was, it was better kiss. They just need a better cast to make it great. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 guy that played Leon, like I hate to talk oh. about that or go down that road, but like he doesn't look gotta, and act you, like him. You you gotta you gotta do better. Well, the thing is, it, oddly enough, you play. Did you play the original RE two or did you play the remake? Uh, no, I definitely played the uh, original multiple times. Okay, so in the original, which I don't know why they changed in the remake, but in the original Resident Evil, the reason why Leon was late to the uh, police department wasn't because, you know, he was just running late. He was drunk, and that's what happens in the movie, is he was drunk. I don't know if I remember that. That's interesting. Yeah, they actually changed that part in the remake where they show that he just got sidetracked or whatever, but in the original, he actually was late because he was drunk. I don't know why I just don't remember that. <laughs> so that's the one part where they do play it true, where he was a drunk, but then his cowardness and all that stuff, it, it didn't work well. But the beginning part definitely paid respects to the original. So since you didn't like the acting in the, the movie and you're not a big fan of the acting in the TV show, I know we mostly talked about the girls, which, uh, but now I'm going to segue to... Wesker? <laughs> yes, to Wesker. What did you think about that guy? So, this is going to be conflicting because I love Lance Redrick. I, you know, his voice acting in multiple games and movies and also, you know, just his work in general. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that they changed 
Albert Wesker's characteristics, but I do like Lance Redrick's version of it, especially when you see the clones and the original Albert Wesker, where he has like the superpowers like he has in the game, but mm-hmm. he also kind of looked like Blade. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I laughed so hard when they finally show him like. I thought that was Wesley yeah, Snipes like, at first. I, I know, like, right? Like, it was, like, did they get Wesley Snipes from us? What the fuck? That was, that was, yes. That was hilarious. Hilarious. But but back to that scene, and then obviously thereafter, um, I mean, I think that just, you know, we're, we're critiquing the other actors, but I think that's what made him so good because, you know, he actually acted totally different personas. Oh, yeah, he nailed it. No, like, no he the- didn't have... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was saying, like, I mean, the the real Wesker, the original Wesker, for for that matter, I mean, he didn't really spend a lot of time in that role, but nevertheless, whatever, executed it. But just the whole other clone where he was, like, totally a goofball, uh, I thought he did really, really well. It was, it, it was, it was really good, so. And that, that's another Easter egg, which I, if you haven't played the games, you might have missed, but... In the show, they said the original Wesker died in two thousand nine. Volcano, but yes. that wasn't that wasn't six though. That I thought no, that, that, was that was that was five. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that I knew. Which exactly, I appreciated that too. I was like, oh shit, they dropped the cannon. See, and that's a, and then we didn't really talk about this either. Um, and I'm like, I'm like all over the place. Um, you know, a little bit discussing like the the. I don't know if this is a real word, like. Well, we'll just say canon, but I don't know if there's a better word to use. Um, You know, they kind of, they didn't force it to be canon, but, like, they definitely wanted a seat, right? They want to be like, hey, look, hey, maybe Capcom might say this is real. You know, I mean, I know you, uh, off, off the podcast, you suggested that Capcom doesn't endorse it, but, um... Yeah, if it's not from their animation studio, it's not considered canon. Like, Infinite Darkness that was on Netflix is actually considered canon because it's from the Capcom studio. But but, um, but all this really mm-hmm. takes place, well, if it were to be canon, right? Like 20 years, right? Yeah, it takes place after everything, everything. So if we want to live in a fantasy world, we could pretend. But um, I already know there's, I mean, I don't think it's a huge... Um, kind of surgeons but like i know there's some people already calling for like a jade game or something but i don't think it probably would ever come to fruition i hope not she's uh, awful <laughs> well i mean it's different if you turn it into a game right i mean if you really want a jade game that's better play resident evil 7 and 8 because you get uh what's his name um i forgot what his name um dude i forgot what his I, name I, is I, well, I never played him, but... Um, Ethan Winters, I think that's his name. Yeah, I was going to say something Winter, but yeah. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah. Ethan, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that they should have made Ethan a character in this game, because, like, in my opinion, even though RE7 and 8 doesn't, like, tie in directly, it's enough into the future where it gives you all the connections you need with, like, Chris and all the Umbrella after the fact. And that's what I liked about this show, is that it gave you a potential storyline in the future... It's just the characters suck. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna say all that. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say all that. I will uh, just to wrap this conversation on. We could go. Um, we could go fucking probably hours still on this, in my opinion. But just to kind of put a bow on it, 
Um, if if it gets greenlit, do you have any bold predictions? Yes, only because... I one, and I, I'm not going to say it's a hot take, but I, I got one, so I want to hear yours first. If they if they do greenlit it, like I said, the, the Wesker's siblings, the sisters, are 100% basically a version of the Ashford twins. So Jade is also mutated, just like uh, Billy is. So she'll come back. That bullet wound isn't going to stop her. She's probably going to get powers kind of like Albert Wesker, and Billy might... It'll be like basically two, like, T-Virus monster tyrants going at each other but in human form. And uh, obviously, revenge of getting the daughter back and all that stuff. Uh, I like it. Uh, I'm not going not gonna to dispute that. Um, my hot take, or my um, pr- prediction is, I wonder if if they, whether it happens on a season two, if they go even get it, or in a future season... I would not be surprised if Ada Wong is Billy's mom. And that is my prediction. Next topic. <laughs> I, w- I would like to see that. Only because I'm a fan of Ada Wong, and I don't care if she's in a horrible show like that, but if she's in there, I'll be okay. <laughs> you don't care if she's in there. So, out of all those things that we watch, you know, like from The Witcher to Resident mm-hmm. Evil and all that stuff... What has been the best live action adaptation from games or move uh games or like well obviously you don't watch anime but from games. Like what movie or show has done it right? Obviously Witcher can be in, in a top tier cuz it's pretty good. But I would well, say it's okay, more ad- so, adaptation from the books. Well, Witcher I'm sure for some people it, it may be the, the choice. I I can't formulate that opinion because I never played the games, right? So I can't I can't make that that connection. Um, I haven't put a lot of thought into this. Um, and I know I'm probably going to botch this answer. But you said or movie, right? Yeah, it could be a show movie, like the best live action version of a game. And it doesn't have to just be one. Like, I already have like a list of like seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but like I, I, I like to tear things. Um, this I don't know if this come off as a surprise, but it, it may, and it, it is just off the top of my head. And plus, I'm staring at at it right now. But I really thoroughly enjoyed it. The Warcraft movie? No, because <laughs> I knew you knew. I knew you would think I would say that. And no, I actually really enjoyed Detective Pikachu. That was good. I loved the writing. It was, you want to talk about cheesy, whatever, but like, I'll be honest, I teared up. <laughs> well, with I'm the dad? I'm being honest. Yes, I did. I did. Call me a Seth. I don't fucking care. That reveal made me tear up. I mean, it was, I will admit it's touching. Stupid, but it made me tear up. So I, I really, I really enjoy it. And, and, and honestly, I think the reason why I enjoy it so much more is because a I'm not a Ryan Reynolds fan. You're not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I hate the guy. I'm just he reminds me too much of like Dane Cook, and I never like Dane Cook. And like I don't know. I feel, I just, I feel not, like he's I'm a more not, mild version of Dane Cook, but I huh? will agree with you. Okay, so um, I'm not saying I hate him. Extremely talented, good looking, whatever. 
just not a big fan. <laughs> so that's negative thing for that movie. One, two, when the trailer like you know first dropped, I was really on the fence. I was like, ah, this is probably gonna fucking suck. But as you know, I'm a very hardcore Pokemon fan. Yeah, we went to go see the movie together. <laughs> so um, with that, um, it, it, it surprised me, and I, and I and I enjoyed it a lot. Especially I'll... like even even you know just like earlier when we were talking about Resident Evil and the homage that it plays to the games, like even the movie, right? Like the, the Mewtwo sequence and everything like that. It was very. Uh, homage to the original, uh, you know, first movie and stuff. So, like, there, there's a lot of good things there, and um, and I liked the Pokemon. So, yeah, yeah I was and surprised. unfortunately, we'll never get a sequel of that because they already said we won't get one. So, well, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a one-off, kind of like the game. Yeah, which is fine. I'm totally cool with that. So, I was actually like, once once again, I'm I've always been skeptical of live action because there's only been a few that have been good, but mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu is definitely on the list, and the fact that they made pokemon look realistic but not creepy was impressive like mr mime he terrifies me but i thought he was fantastic in the movie because of the funniness of you know obviously you know pikachu mm-hmm. and them but mm-hmm. uh i thought that was good i mean i mean you could argue that like charizard was a little terrifying but like oh, charizard was but magic carp though stole the but, show with gyarados but he was not like terrifying in the oh my god they fucked up Charizard way. He was terrifying like holy shit he's kind of badass. He might eat you. <laughs> he yeah he'd probably fuck you up. So um so yeah um that one really I'm not saying it's my number one, but off the top of my head without giving myself a headache, I really did like that one. Okay. So I guess I can go into my list because, you know, I, I'm a huge... Yeah, and I'll probably just piggyback off your list because you'll probably rekindle my memory for some things. Yeah, because... Like, I know you're big into anime, so... Oh, I'm big into anime games. I've, I watch a lot of movies, too, and shows, but uh, there's only, like, seven or eight that I can remember. One you might know is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Never saw it. You, you never saw it? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's for everybody, but, you know, with the humor and the the whimsicalness of the games, it transferred well into the movie. And I thought Michael's, what's his name? Michael Sarah Scott? Um, just Michael Sarah. And, and if I may just quickly interrupt you, that's exactly why I haven't, because that's like another Ryan Reynolds to me. Oh, you don't, you don't, dude, I love him from Superbad. That's why I watched it. And I like Superbad, but, uh, but go ahead, continue. I don't want to take, you know. No, that's, that's fine. Um, but yeah, Scott Program I thought was a really good take. I know this one might be somewhat controversial and debatable for some people, but I thought Ghost in the Shell with um, Scarlett Johansson was a really good version of the anime. I, I know people were like, they hated it because of whitewashing, whatever. But one, Scarlett Johansson played it well because the general in the show is very emotionless. She's just straight to the task, get things done. And, you know, all the other characters, the side characters were well represented. Also, the theme of the world was just spot on to what the anime was. So I, I would say that's a top tier. My number one, though, is Speed Racer. I haven't seen it, but I, would, I wouldn't mind watching it. So. so I watched the original Speed Racer, like the cartoon. You know, the I cartoon. The cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same thing with like Astro Boy. But uh, the movie, man, like it does a good job with, you know, just being crazy fast but has like a story that makes sense and i thought that was great um what's another one 
Oh, there was one more. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. That's another one. Was that an anime? It is an anime. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but Alita Battle Angel is, is, is like, you know, Speed Racer. It's a very old anime. Um, but it got adapted well into live action. And I think the only reason why is because James Cameron was originally the person that made the script. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he used the same technology from Avatar to make Alita Battle Angel. But because he was because James Cameron was still working Avatar, he uh, pawned the script off to, uh, uh, what was his name, Robert Rodriguez. So they both basically made the script together. And I thought it was an excellent representation of the story. I thought the pacing was well. And I thought the, you know, like acting and scenes were all like, I, you know, identical to what the anime would have been. I want to follow up with a couple like bonus questions on the same topic though. Uh, I'm not a fan of the series because I've never watched it. I'm pretty sure you are, but um, debunk or, or, or confirm this for me. Are they doing a live action of Dragon Ball? They've done one and it was awful. I, I hope that one? they never... So I don't know if they're doing another one, but I know, what, 2007, 2008, whatever, they made a movie called Dragon Ball Evolution. And that is the worst live action adaptation of anything I've ever seen in my life. It was terrible from casting to just everything. <laughs> but I, I don't know if there's going to be another one. Okay. Uh, and then next part of, uh, not that question, but same topic. Um, what video game or anime would you like to see adapted? So this is going back to Henry Cavill. I would love to see a berserk live action adaptation. And I think Henry Cavill could play a good guts. If you see the character guts, it's basically you'll have to show me yeah it's like he's very brawlic he's also kind of like to himself he gets things done but he also gets dragged into a lot of awful things like obviously i can go on and tell you the whole story but it would take too long but it's a very dark story and i think henry cavill could play a good guts okay fair enough um my answer to that is um may come as no surprise but and, and there's been rumors circulating in the past but I would love Wet Dreams, but it would have to be done right. I have no actors involved, but please, God, one day give me a Legend of Zelda live action. Just give it to me. Find a way to do it. Okay, so if if there was a live version of Zelda, who mm-hmm. would you play as Zelda and who would you play as Link as I, I just I just told you I have, I don't know. I don't know. I really I, don't. It's hard to picture somebody playing those two characters. Like the, I mean... I think it's harder to, to, to picture a Link versus a Zelda, in my opinion. I mean, segueing a little bit back to like Game of Thrones and looking like all the different Tarna- Targaryen women, like Daenerys and, and whatever. Like, picture her as Zelda. I mean, oh, you know, Emily Clark. Like, yeah, she could be a good yeah, Zelda. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I, I'm I'm saying this might come off as awful, but I think that task could be a dime a dozen. And Karen could be Link. <laughs> no. Please, God, no. <laughs> no. I mean, way back in the day, like, uh, you know, people would say somebody, uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but the guy that played Legolas in Lord of the Rings would be a fantastic adult Link. Um, Are you talking about Orlando Bloom? Yes, Orlando Bloom. Thank you. Um, I can see that. He has, like, but, a very thin face for that. Yeah. But, like, I mean, once again, I, I'm not, I'm not 
going to sit and talk about what kind of show I'd want to see or whatever, but, you know, or, or what it would, you know, which game would you put it against? I mean, Zelda, I mean, it has a very good, or no, I shouldn't say good story, but it has its stories. It has its um, stories. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, to to actually pick which one you would like, you know, put a live action with. I mean, I, I think most people would probably say it would have to be the uh, Ocarina Calamity. of Time version. Oh, Ocarina, not Calamity? I would think so. I mean, actually, Calamity would be, actually, yeah, from Breath of the Wild, Calamity would probably be really good, because you got that big type of warfare going. Well, not um, only that, but you got the Hyrule story before the Calamity happened, too, which was honestly pretty good story-wise. Seeing the spirits and all them. And, and, and Hyrule Warriors did a pretty good job with uh, further telling that story as well. Mm. But, um... Yeah, I don't have those answers. I I would just love to see it someday. That's all. Like, just like I'm getting, just like I'm getting my FF Seven remake. Like, give me my Legend of Zelda live action. But of course, don't fuck it up. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say World of Warcraft because I would love to see a second World of Warcraft. I thought they did a oh, good job okay. with the first one. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would lo- I would love to. And actually, I don't really want to go off topic. Um, there is a notorious streamer that um tweeted allegedly before the pandemic that there is actually or was something in the works i would love to see them go through but warcraft the one pandemic two, halted it and i guess right now it's so secret that they don't really know if it's been picked back up yet just total rumors just total rumors so i would lo- i think a lot of people would love to see uh, what is the trilogy it, one? Well, not only that, but I think if like I think a lot of people want like The Witcher, right? Like what we got for The Witcher. They want to see a TV show. They want to see the rise and fall of Arthas. As for those that may that watch Josh and not me, I'm a huge World of Warcraft guy, so um, I find it's very hard to do a live action of anything that's currently going on in the game. You have to you have to do the past stuff. Yeah, World of Warcraft, you can't do. And you get to, yeah, you get to a timestamp and it's done. You don't even try it. Just don't fucking try it. Unless it's going to be total CGI. Then you go ahead and try it. But, um... Well, yeah. I'm sorry, Go continue and then I'll say what I think. No, I I was just going to wrap it up and just say, no, I I thoroughly did enjoy the movie. How couldn't I? But I'm the fanboy, so I feel like times like that, my opinion doesn't matter. Oh, dude, I thought it was great, too. I loved it. Um... I, I, I kind of wish it was longer. And I'm not just saying that because I wanted more live World of Warcraft, but no, like, I, I, it needed to be longer because... Yeah, like a trilogy. It was too short. Well, no, 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 not just a trilogy part. I'm just saying the movie in general should have been longer. Wasn't it like two and, and a half think, hours? Should have been like four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I would watch but, it for like, like six hours. But like, there, there, was, there was obvious, like, points where you knew it got cut due to money. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, the an- the amount of like CG animation, like it rivaled that of like Godzilla. Like Legendary oh, Pictures does a- fantastic job with their CG. Mhm, for sure, for sure. So that's my bow. Your turn. <laughs> um. So to I guess to end this, as much as it might be really hard to do, like a World of Warcraft storyline, they can kind of do it. In three ways. One, they would have to like go through a timeline order of like uh, what's what's Enduin's father's name? Valorin, Valerian. Uh, uh, Win. Yeah, they could do him 
And then uh, Thrall oh, no, and Garrosh. What am I talking about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. They could do him, Thrall, and Garrosh as, like, you know, for the first three expansions leading and then reintroduce Khadgar and then Legion and all that stuff. And then as they continue, Enduin and Thrall become the main characters going forward, you know, showing the, you know, the Horde with Sylvanas and then uh, I forgot what the uh, troll people are. What their name is, but they can still kind of make the characters because, like, even though in World of Warcraft we're the main characters, you still see the old main characters following us throughout, and I feel like we could still center the story around them. I don't know. Okay, so to piggyback on what you think could work, what what? Let's just talk about expansion for for that much. Like, what expansion you think? They could put their storyline with. Oh, they could do all of them. They could tie it in easily. Uh, no. So here, this 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 is how branching story arcs work. They've done it with other shows. So, Enduin's father and Thrall are obviously the two that they would follow. And you know, the, you would see the Horde and Alliance clashing, and then eventually making peace. That's what the first expansion is: the World of Warcraft vanilla. Then eventually, Cadgar comes out of his mage tower in Karazhan or whatever and says, oh, look it, um, a Draenor came back, there's a portal, the dark portals returned, and they introduce the Legion, they go to the Outland. And then after Outland comes by, Gul'dan, we'll, we'll just skip ahead and go to uh, Warlords of Draenor. And then Gul'dan will try to do his like little resurrection thing. And then when that happens, and when they finally beat Gul'dan, they'll go back to the dark portal, and that's when Wrath of the Lich King happens, where Arthas returns and says, I'm here to bring... Uh, death to all and then you'll see Cadgar <laughs> you see Cadgar uh what's his name uh Enduin's dad and uh Seraphang come together to fight Arthas and then after Arthas falls then you'll see Sylvanas take over and then um Enduin's so dad die so everything you're presenting uh, I can't argue it could work but in my opinion I don't think that would be the most successful approach to utilize the Warcraft universe in a live action. I, I still firmly believe that, I mean, whatever we may get, if they do want to finish the Thrall storyline that they started, that's fine. That'll work. But if they were to do a TV show or a different trilogy, I, I think the the rise and fall of Arthas Menethil would be the route to go. I mean, just picture this for a second. Like, the whole, the whole calling of Strathholm. That whole thing for people that don't know Warcraft. That was pretty could, dark. Could, could rival the likes of the Red Wedding. No, it'd be even bigger than that. Like the Fall of well, King's well, Landing, that, where okay, the longest night. That that that, that kind of goes to my point. Like like it's it's huge. Like he brought obliteration to a whole town that whole, is like whole, Stormwind I mean, level. It, that's not even yeah. I was gonna say that's not even a town. That's like a fucking city. Like yeah, like city exactly. So like story parts of story of his story arc like that in a live action format would be like fucking jaw dropping would be if executed properly fucking fantastic. <laughs> like, I agree. I mean, I, I think his, like, and, and it's not the shit on a lot of the other story arcs for characters, but his, his is by far one of the best. I think that's why he's so notorious. got the fucking sword on my wall is it's because like, it's just, it's a fucking great story. 
Yes. And a and lot and a lot of people tend to gravitate towards the villains. Oh, well, right? Arthur's one definitely one of the best villains, but if you're going to put him there, you have to put Garrosh and Illidan up there too. I would put Gul'dan second. Gul'dan, really? Well, yeah. I, I guess, yeah, let's replace Garrosh with Gul'dan. Because really, Garrosh was just a I mean, boy that was Gar- Garrosh to me, I mean, a lot of people obviously do like him, but like, he... He was a whiny baby. Wasn't, that too, but no, he was like, he, his like, his range of like destruction, I guess, wasn't as vast as the others. Yeah. So to me, that's why he's not up there. And also, he wasn't, no offense to him, like, obviously, after Mr. Pandaria and all the weird stuff he did, realistically, plot wise, he should never have been able to figure out anything he did. Like, he's not, Isn't... he's never been known as a strategist or being smart. I was just about to say that. I mean, it, well, not in that exact term, but like, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't happen to a lot of dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he in that position? He's fucking stupid. Like, if you think of Garrosh, you think of like a berserker warrior type that just wants to fight wars. And, and that's and that's exactly what he was. So I guess he played his role good then. Yeah, but somehow he figured out time travel. <laughs> well, I mean... I don't think it was all his brainchild either. Because he also did have an old god whispering in his head. True. Wait, which old god was that? Uh, Yusharj? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then whatever yeah. the Shah of Anger was as well. Yeah. So um, that's where that was probably coming from. So. True. Um, what do you want to move on to next? So I guess, well, I was actually going to segue, but then, you know, World of Warcraft came over and I, we just, I just had to talk about it. But going from Zelda, do you think yes. they're going to make a Switch Pro? <clears throat> First off, these rumors have been circulating for God knows how long. Um... What is the Switch Pro even supposed to be? I don't even know anymore. So I can t- I can tell you my opinion. I don't think they're going to. I think they're afraid of Steam Deck. Mm. And and the only reason why is I'm not sure if you've done any research on Steam Deck, but Steam Deck no. is I mean, the, a little bit is the ultimate handheld console. Like it can support most modern games at stable 1080, you know, 60 FPS. Um, but also it's an emulation machine. So it means it, good. that means it can handle a lot of old games too, like old SNES games, Genesis games, whatever. Okay. You can port those games over. So it's basically the ultimate system in your hand. And with, Switch those, can't with those emulators and such, couldn't Nintendo sue them? I don't think they own the rights anymore. I mean, not on everything, but I'm sure there's some they do. Those probably aren't the ones that are being. <laughs> I mean, if, if there was, if they were to sue anybody, it wouldn't be Steam. It would be the ones that pirate the game. Because they are not going to go after the little people. Come on, stop! Don't you? Oh, okay, you okay, okay, okay. No, okay. Pokemon me, is the best example. Right, Pokemon right. is best. They do, they do go after some little. No, people. all the little but, people. But, 
they don't go after all look, look at the content on youtube you have to have a special nintendo ambassador certification in order to post most nintendo uh Wait, did you call it a nintendo bastard and an ambassador that's exactly what it is it. they have a nintendo ambassador they okay. you have to get permission to post your stuff so let's go back into being scared and then you started um Putting out all the different high tech that it's able to do. That's fun and dandy. High tech is nice. We all love it. Nintendo doesn't give a flying fuck about what I what 1084K 8KP their device is going to project. Yeah, because they know they can scam people and milk them for everything they got for an old system which, that's which I'll admit the fan base is done for that. But um <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is they don't give a fuck about that shit. They never gave a fuck about that shit. That's what makes them successful. Well, and they will continue to be successful. As as much as I would have agreed, they didn't feel threatened because the only other competitor handheld-wise was the PSP. And unfortunately, Sony is the one that butchered the PSP. But um, overall, Nintendo's been the only handheld from Game Boy, oh. DS, and all the way up until the Switch. But I'm Steam not, Deck is the game changer. I'm not the most up to date on this knowledge, but correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this Steam's second chance at a handheld? So technically they've already failed before? I don't think they've had a... You sure about that? You might want to double check that. I know they had the is Steam Link, I... but that was basically like a way to play console games. Well, it's basically... A way to it's like a little device that connects to your TV that you can play with a controller. They basically want to make a console away from your PC, and it worked. But there was a lot of transferred things. But I don't think they made a handheld. I think this is their first take on it. As a true, true handheld. Okay. As a true well, handheld. I, once again, I'm not trying. I, I I don't know for fact, but that's why I said you know correct me if I'm wrong because I I thought they tried their hand in the market at because right? i have so, i have the steam link and that was successful for a while but then it got really outdated so go back to, let's go back to initial thing i i, I don't know i i really don't know I, I hopefully they have to release something here soon though it, it's about that time like whether it's the next gen of a switch or what have you like it has to be on the horizon like, like, okay, what really shocked me was the last couple generation consoles. First game wasn't, launch game wasn't Mario anymore. It's been Zelda. So Breath of the Wild 2 has been not on the shelf. It's been in the works, but it's been in the works for a while. So if a pro is to happen, I'm going to go and guess it's probably going to happen and launch the same time Breath of the Wild 2 does. And they're going to come in a package and all its glory, and whatever. I don't know what to expect from Nintendo. I thoroughly love the Switch and what it's capable of and yeah. what it's done. And, and, and what it's, I mean, I don't think you'd get a Steam Deck if it wasn't for the Switch. I would, I have, think, a, I, I, I would have to agree with that. Yes, Nintendo was a huge inspiration, but so was... Nintendo's um, always an inspiration. <laughs> but so but so was the PSP go. Like I don't think you realize the PlayStation uh portable, the second mm -hmm. version of PSP, the it Vita? was yeah, the Vita was mm -hmm. way ahead of its time and I don't know why Sony stopped supporting it. Like it was really, really good. 
I mean, for that exact reason, I think sometimes that something could be fucking really good, but if it's ahead of its time, it's ahead of its time. I mean, you, you, you can't, you can't but, resolve that. So here, this, this is why you should actually be on my side for this. Okay. So let's separate the Nintendo games and the system. Cause let, you know, as much as I like to say Nintendo milks <laughs> things, there's no, there's no I denying do. that they are very smart with their IPs. They know how to reuse the same IP but still make it fresh and entertaining. That there's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Like Zelda, Mario, like Odyssey is like the best example that they can have a 30 year long franchise that still make it fresh. I still haven't played the new Kirby and it's still fucking shrink wrap, but I heard a lot of good things about that game as well. Yeah, so like develop game developing side, like we, no one can knock on them because they know how to make their own, own games fresh. Mm-hmm. But I want to see the Nintendo Switch not be so outdated because, like, let's be honest, even when the Nintendo Switch was released, it could have been better. And I would love to see, like, Breath of the Wild 2 running at smoother frames handheld and be more stable instead of having, like, these weird little jitters when you're walking across the land. So we're going to probably really get off topic now, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Once again, and we're not going to try to make this a, a huge debate, Oh, I'm going to fight you to the death on this one. <laughs> I know you want to. <laughs> I'm the one with swords, motherfucker. But, but, but uh, can't you so, agree that you want your games to perform as best as they possibly okay. can? Do I, do I agree that I want to see it in Unreal, whatever fucking version, engine they're on, and it's best capable? Yes, but that is not the all-encompassing thing as to why I play a video game. No, you want to play it because it's stable. <laughs> not, it doesn't lag every five seconds. Was it not? No, it doesn't lag. It, it doesn't do that for me. Breath of the Wild, it didn't lag when you are going across the field. No! No! Your eyes must be, your eyes must be delayed. <laughs> they must be, but that's probably a good delay then. No, it, it doesn't. Like, okay, and, and let's take that component out of it for, for a moment. The, the graphics and all that shit don't, I mean, it's all in the eye of the beholder. If that's all you're looking for, kudos to you. Not going to rip you for what you want to look in the video game. I'm just saying for me, and there's probably a lot. Enough, no, I'm going to lay it down like this. Factual, it is not what everybody as a gamer really necessarily needs nowadays. You look at fucking Minecraft. Holy shit, what is that? Like two pixels? No. I don't fucking know. No. Minecraft, it... It looks 8-bit, like with the pixelation, but... But it's a 3D world. I understand that. No, but this, this, the frame stability is smooth. Like, when you look at the game, it's a smooth, solid game. There's no jittering. There's no lagging. The art style might be pixelated, but the performance is stable. And that's, I think, what you and I are not connecting on is... The art style okay, is okay. not performance. But, okay, so maybe I am blind... Maybe I gotta go back and replay it, and then I'll be like, it'll be in the back of my mind, like, oh, that's what he's talking about. I'm just saying, right now in the present, I don't think I've ever had a performance issue with my Switch. Well, you've also only played first-party Nintendo games. You haven't played third-party games. I can no, tell I you right now, play Wolfenstein, the New Order, a very I'm not old. Going to play Wolfenstein. No, I'm saying, like, if you want to see how un- unoptimized the Switch okay. is, play third-party okay, but, games. But but, but 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 let me tell you this, as a gamer. I pick and choose what platforms I want to play my games on. This is true. If, 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 I'm not going to play a Modern Warfare game on the fucking Switch. Yeah, it's available on the Switch, but I'm not going to fucking play it on the Switch. Because I, I, I want to play that. To, now, now you're going to love probably hearing this. I want to play that game with the performance on a PS5. 
but that's what I'm, I'm, I'm obviously you're right people can pick and choose their system but i'm saying wouldn't you want the switch to perform the best that it can possibly perform yes okay that's the point like they've but been it's, but, it, but, but, but it's not bothering me is what i'm saying and apparently it's not bothering millions of other people because it's the fucking hottest selling damn console yes i agree it's it's a very you know it's a very popular selling console but there's a lot of critique about how their software is very outdated even when it launched like even though people love it and people still play because obviously like i said people bought the switch for the nintendo party games and there's no denying that the nintendo party games are fantastic Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the Switch is a good performing console. Oh, it's a, it's not a good performing console. It's a great performing console. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you got me on that one. I almost I was about to say thank you for finally coming to your senses. Gotcha. <laughs> but so, but yeah, obviously, you know, like you said, you don't. We don't want to have a long debate. I'm not trying to hate on Nintendo. Like, I want Nintendo to perform because, like I said, I love their games. I just want their consoles to perform as best as they can. And I feel like they don't care enough about their console, you know, having performance stability compared to just pushing out games and software. This might be a bad defense, but, you know, me, devil's advocate and all that stuff, or just a devil. Um, Generally speaking, their consoles are always dare i say ahead of the curve Sometimes. does that have does does that have any impact with those performances because you mentioned you said at the start of even when it released which well like i said i've never felt that as an issue for me so but just to take your side for this if that is true, don't you think then that has a lot to do with them being ahead of the other two major companies when they released their consoles Yes. As, as far as processors are concerned and all that stuff. So, for the majority of Nintendo's time, they have been, you know, they've always been a step ahead. They've always designed, you know, whatever the next thing is. Like, for example, the GameCube was a fantastic. The performance it did was amazing for its time. But Nintendo Switch came out at, uh, after, m- many years after the PS Vita. And the PS Vita still outperformed the Switch in multiple areas. And that was like a seven-year-old system before a Switch. Okay. And, and, I got none. And like the I, mean, I, I didn't have a veto, but I, I mean, right now I got none. And like, for example, like if you want to look at handhelds, look at the Game Boy, the DS, and all that stuff. Those mm-hmm. handhelds were fantastic performing systems. Like the DS, the, what it can uh, render with its limited size was still amazing. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, with the Wii U and the Switch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they cut something somewhere to make it perform less like every other system was fantastic it was always like you said ahead of the curve but for some reason the last two systems they made have always been has been under okay you know tomato tomato (laughs) (laughs) i I could see you're like you might have a point on this but you don't want to admit it no 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 i mean i I could continue to argue with you no i'm just saying your pet peeve is performance. Mine is not. If if I'm going to have a pet peeve with Nintendo in this current day of age, but we already talked about the it's a horrible online. Yes, no, <laughs> exactly. Is the online portion like fucking figure that shit out and fix it? That's one. Two. Still not a deal breaker for me, but God, would I love 
fucking achievements or trophy system for Nintendo. Like, you have the Nintendo accounts. Fucking make it happen, man. Like, just, like, give it to us. Those are my two things. The performance, yes, I'm going to agree with you. Would I like the, you know, Ultimo, Ultimate, whatever performance that they could possibly give us? Yes. But it's not a my. It's not my number one and my number two. Well, the online is bad. Like I stopped playing Smash Bros. Because no, online is so horrible. Bad. Online is horrendous. I, I, there is. You will not get a debate from me on that one, sir. <laughs> it is horrendous. Especially with now, the now price. You, now you want to talk about performance and lag? Yes. When I'm online, I experience that wholeheartedly. But that's not due to the system. That's due to their servers. Actually, that is due to the system, as yeah. well. And, but next, but next, next topic, please. But I'm only saying the system because they got cheated out by, I think it was NVIDIA. NVIDIA sold them a crappy chip. That's why. I could be wrong on that, but I know the Switch no, was actually sold with a crappy chip at some point. No, well, that's why I think I knew that to a certain degree. <clears throat> and that's why I brought up the whole being ahead of the curve situation because at the time they're manufacturing their consoles, they're only able to equip whatever fucking contracted chip they're able to get at that point, right? Yeah. So it's like, if that's the, whether it's the hottest thing on the market or whether it's the most economically thing on the market, that's what they're going to use, right? So it's like, you look at like, look at the PS5 right now. I mean, I don't have one. I want to get one soon, but like, they can't keep up with manufacturing because of fucking chips, right? And, and motherboards, I don't know what the exact situation is with supply chain and regarding the manufacturing that system, but there's issues. So it's like, if Nintendo's like, you know what, we know we need to have, hypothetically, 4 million of these consoles and units created, we probably have to go economically and get this chip. Now, to your point, they're probably sacrificing performance, but they're making sure the consumer is going to have access to their product. I, I would agree with that if they didn't make the LED switch. But go going back, because like I said, we, we could argue about this all the time. Uh-huh. We've had this conversation before, because I, I too would love to see a trophy system implemented in the Switch games. How would you do it? Would you do the Mario Star system? Would you do a Rupee system? How would you implement hmm. it? I mean, Mario Mario's obviously the mascot, so... Um... I, I like the idea of a of a of a star system. Sure. Uh, what what were they called in Galaxy Lumies? Is that what they're called? That's um. I never played that. Actually, of all the Mario games, those are the ones I skipped. Was Galaxy? Um, you even have the 3D collection. I'm surprised you haven't played Galaxy. I haven't. I popped in for regular Mario 64 for a little bit, and uh, and I was I 100% original 64, 100% Sunshine. Never touched Galaxy. And I didn't even get a chance to 100% Odyssey. And I loved Odyssey. I beat, okay. Odyssey is a so, very tough one, but I'm, I'm a proud, I'm proud to, uh, you know, say that I, I would, I would Odyssey. 100% it if, and, and this goes also with Breath of the Wild, if they had a trophy system. I, I will say that the, the jump rope in Odyssey was horrible. Oh, I, yeah. Isn't there another one where they have the, the volleyball one? You bounce it back. The like volleyball wasn't, bad if you had a pro controller the pro controller made it much easier yeah so basically you said you cheated so <laughs> but no the jump rope there's no cheat i meant there was a cheat at some point but they patched it but but yeah so how, if we're doing the mario system how would you do it? gold star being like 100 percent, and then how would you well oh yeah i don't think you could do the star because you're right because then they have like bronze silver gold platinum uh well they 
if I'm getting the name right, Galaxy 1 and 2 had different colored stars. They had like a blue, a red, a green, and then a gold. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think you'd want to model it all after like just that one franchise. Oh. Um, Odyssey would be the best example. You could do like for like a bronze trophy, it'd be like half a moon uh, or like a quarter of the moon. Silver would be half a moon and then whatever the gold is would be a full moon. I think you'd, no, I don't think you'd want to do it like that either. Um, I don't know, man. I'd have to think about that one. I don't have an answer. It's funny because I've had this conversation with other people and we've always said that we want a system, but we don't know how to implement that system. Uh, uh, yeah. Because I, I hate being the kind of person that complains I mean, without giving actual like, criticism so, to prove. So maybe to help my creative juices flow, what does, what does because I don't own an, an Xbox, what does Xbox do? What does Microsoft do? So um, Xbox, in my opinion, well, I like the Platinum and PlayStation, but Xbox is smart. Every game has a thousand gamer score. And obviously, depending on the achievement, the gamer score varies, but every game is set at a thousand max. But but what icons do they use? It's just a G. If any, it's, it's, just, just, it's just a score. Yeah, it's just it's just a score. Sometimes they might have like a diamond pop up depending on like how rare the achievement is. But mm-hmm. it's mostly just a score you're focusing on. I okay, knowing Nintendo, although this would be extremely more how could I put it? Mm, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. But if you had it customizable to every game, every IP, that would be the more ideal way of doing it. That'd be very difficult to manage. That'd be very difficult. But I'd make my Zelda, Pokemon badges. But, <laughs> but but like 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 Zelda, for example, you could use the rupees, right? You have green, blue, red, or and then and then yellow for for platinum. I mean, super simplistic. Mario, I still don't know what you would do. You know, maybe like uh, um, mushroom flower, <laughs> Starman. I don't know. Like I don't know. Yoshi's the like, platinum. <laughs> huh? What? Yoshi's the platinum. Yeah, Yoshi's the platinum. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. Like every game, it would be so much harder. And and for like, you know, Donkey Kong, it's like one banana, half a bundle of bananas full. You know, like I don't fucking know. And, and but then the yeah. value would be obsolete then because every va- every system would have a different value if they did it that way. Like I'm not dissing. Like I, that would be really cool to have like themed trophies or achievements, mm-hmm. but the practicality of it and implementing yeah, it is very really difficult. Hard. Like yeah, very, the value really would difficult. be all screwed. Exactly. I mean, I, I think the simplistic, obvious approach is you know just just fucking create trophies. That's all. Just <laughs> trophies. Or just add a number and have a thousand gamer score. Keep it simple. Uh, you can call them coins. Either way. Either way. Achievements as a whole, I got Nintendo it. needs to happen. What's up? What you got? They have they have the gamer score system, but it's uh, Mario coins. Like I mean, you can five coins for like the bare minimum one, twenty five for like medium tier, hundred for like the top tier, and of all games will have a thousand coins. And eventually, the more you stack it up, the coins will get higher and higher. It's it's like it good could. version of achievements. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't even like their, uh, to be honest, I don't even like their online version of it because they only have gold coins and platinum coins. I don't know if you've been on it, but... I guess there's the trophy system with the coins. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so, so I, I guess, I guess, I guess the it's coins. settled. They already have it. And we're, we're over here trying to fucking recreate the wheel. Um, so, yeah, this Nintendo Switch Pro, I don't know, man. I, if it's going to happen... 
it's going to come with Breath of the Wild 2, in my opinion. They'll have some sort of bundle going. And, or Metro and Prime 4. Dude, I don't even know if we're getting a Metro Prime. Like, when Dread got released, everybody thought that was going to be Prime, and it turned out to be Dread. Now, I liked Dread, but it's a fucking two-hour game. Some, maybe even 90-minute game. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think they're cooking Prime 4. For I the think the reason, like... I mean, I think Prime 4 could happen, but I also... Here's why I don't think it's going to happen, because Nintendo tried, although I would argue they didn't try hard enough, I think they really tried to get Prime 4 set up for their VR version, and it's not working, and that's why we're not going to see it. That's my opinion. And that's possible. I still think that, you know, the last time we got a Metroid Prime game was... The Wii U, right? It's been a long time. But long. It, the last one was the Wii U, right? Man, I, you're you're jogging my memory here. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because I didn't play three because I that's because I, I don't think I played three either. I think I started and, and, and like I got like nowhere and I and I just yeah yeah. The only reason why I say I didn't play three is because it I I believe I know it's only I know on the Wii U. That's why I didn't play it because I didn't have the Wii U. I know uh, if my buddy Rob was watching, uh, I'm sure he would know off the top of his head. But um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I feel like there. It's been a while. It's been a long time. That we haven't gotten a long time. And fucking Star Fox. Star Fox has been MIA. Yeah, that's a lot. Of and that and that's another game that really could have <laughs> been like a VR a VR game, like where you're piloting an R wing and fuck. Oh my god, that would be amazing. So you, you, what was your thing called? What was uh, Nintendo's old VR system? Retro Boy, Cyber Boy. Oh, Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. They're yeah. really gonna do another Virtual Boy? I never heard anything about that. No, you so. said well, you said VR. So no, 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 no. The Switch. The, they were gonna try to turn the Switch where you just pilot it in, and they were gonna release software. I think they have released software. So that'd be like a Virtual like Boy. For... No, it'd be VR. Well, Virtual like Boy was VR. No, well, not like today's VR. It's totally different. That dude, did you ever play a Virtual Boy? It was horrible. My eyes hurt. My eyes it hurt. I loved the fucking Galactic Pinball in Virtual Boy. That game was the shit. Have you ever? It was awesome. Have you ever wore the power gloves with it? I've never worn a power gloves. No. I I had it. I I well I tried it on because my uncle had it, and dude, they were the stupidest things ever. They looked cool, but they didn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, no, I've never, I never owned a, a, a power glove, so that's one, one of the uh, Nintendo's I, or IPs that, I guess you could say, it failed, right? I did have though for regular NES, I had the uh, track and field pad. I don't know that the, one. Oh yeah, yeah, I had that one. That was cool. I'm about to probably like search this up because I, I don't, yeah. know what that is or remember what that is. Yeah, it basically it was a. Um, maybe a four foot by four foot pad. You plugged it in, flopped on the floor, and it had A B A B and up down left right, and you you would run oh. like with a track and field game. Go, <laughs> and oh yeah, oh yeah, that was a shit. That was like, I mean, it wasn't DDR, but you know, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I rem- I do remember having that, and it's funny you said you didn't know about it. I, I wonder how many other people didn't know about that accessory. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, that era of Nintendo was also before my time. I came into that era late because 
uh, my uncle and <laughs> like, I just wasn't born. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, I wasn't born, but I also got introduced into the era because of my uncle, because he had most of it. So most of my knowledge came from him. But uh, before <clears throat> we move on to poke, well, I guess we're moving on from Nintendo. But, yeah, uh, let's move on from that, that I wrapped it up. I, I think if it's going to happen, it's, it's going to be with the Zelda release. Um, going to Nintendo property that's not Niantic's property. Pokemon Go. It's not Niantic's property. Also, too, as we segue into Pokemon Go, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but this is very amazing to me. I was talking to uh, my buddy Lawrence about it. Um, is that the guy that plays Destiny? Lawrence, no, he doesn't play Destiny. That's uh, my buddy Lamar. Yeah, so um, I know him from your party, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know if you saw this. It came out probably three weeks ago. I forgot what... Uh, it's not like Forbes, but it's like one of those things that they... Uh, for the last year, they tally up how much money a particular intellectual property makes. And Pokemon moved up to five for all intellectual property in the world. I'm surprised they're not number one. Who's number one? Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, what Candy number one is? Candy Crush? No, dude. No, we're not talking about video games. I'm talking about all intellectual properties, yeah. not just video games. Oh, Disney? Yes, Disney's number one. Um, but, I don't remember yeah. two, three, four, but Pokemon is five. But here's what makes this so fucking miraculous. Let's compare it to Disney. Pokemon is just... Pokemon. Yes, they have games. They have trading card games, movies. Yes, but it's just Pokemon. Disney is fucking huge. Multiple franchises. Multiple. Yes, yes. Attractions, theme parks, cruisers. (laughs) I I, I would have to dig it up and share it, and maybe we could talk about it at length another time, because I don't remember what 234 was, but uh, I know I think Pokemon took over Hasbro's spot, which is actually also pretty impressive itself, too, because they're just Hasbro. Is Hasbro um, still a thing? Because I, I haven't yeah. heard that name in such a long time. What do they uh, make? Legos? Action figures. No, they don't make Lego. Um, but anyways, I just want to throw it out there since we are moving into Pokemon. Um, I, I feel like that's super impressive. Um, I think it's kind of lame. I thought they would be number one or two. I'm just saying. No. I have higher expectations. <laughs> I mean, I'm just messing I mean, around. come on, man. Disney, <laughs> like, no, one's, no one's fucking with Disney on that one. No. Um. But uh, go ahead, uh, introduce the next topic to everybody out there. So, well, I've been feeling this for a while, and I'm pretty sure you have been feeling this for a while, too. But um, Steve and I have been both playing Pokemon Go since the very beginning, 2016, when it first launched. And I've taken multiple breaks, but there was a period from 2018 to 2020 where I played regularly almost all the time. And I played regularly because I didn't feel like... You know, when I logged into the app, it didn't feel like a job playing. But since 2020 to 2022, I feel like there's so many updates and events and all these things you got to farm to keep up to date that I just feel overwhelmed and fatigued with everything that I have to collect, complete, and capture. Do you feel this way? Uh, 100%. Um, there, first and foremost, uh, I know we're more or less dis- discussing fatigue but my uh, rebellion per se with uh the game uh all kudos to niantic um 
we all knew it was a money-making machine, and that's fine. But the moment Mega Raids, Mega Evolution came out, and the way they had it set up as a raid tier, that's what really pissed me off. And that's when I really said, nah. I mean, they weren't really getting my money to begin with anyway. Like, I would throw in you know, whatever it was, the 10, 20 bucks every now and then when they had, like, a really good box. Um, but I wasn't pumping a lot of money into that game regardless. I was pretty much playing for free. But yeah, Put a guy in the gym, get 50 coins, and wait until you build up. <laughs> exactly. Um, but when they, when they got that greedy, I was like, no, nah, fuck this. Like, nah, that I'm, 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 not that I'm done done. I still have my account, still active. I don't log in every day. I I play um, like once a month now. No, I do play more than that. Like I I play obviously every community day, which is once a month. Which <laughs> by the way, I am looking forward to the next one because I fucking love Chinese Exegum. Oh yeah, uh, Galarian Exegum. Uh, but yes, uh, that was the one shiny I had to farm in Sword and Shield because I wanted so bad, and I did get it. But um, so the fatigue part to um, coincide with what you're saying where um you know there's so much going on they don't like really they, they lost that sense of allowing an event to be an event they would start having events overlapping each other and and i guess for the ones that still enjoy it it's probably cool and fine and dandy but the other part i felt like niantic i know they're making a shit ton of money still and they will continue to make a shit ton of money but i know they had a drop rate because that's when they started creating the FOMO aspect. And what I'm talking about is like that metal system. I mean, they've always had the metal system, but the one that's time sensitive, where you have four days to catch said amount of Pokemon, or trade the Pokemon, or evolve the Pokemon, or raid the Pokemon, which I really hate because now you're trying to force people to spend money, or unless you're doing it for free, of course. But, um, so I didn't really care for that aspect too. I, I have a lot of them done. I'm not going to lie because that was the thing that did kind of lure me back because yes, I did um, fall victim to the FOMO aspect. But once I missed a couple, I was like, well, I've already missed some. So there's that. And the problem I is that you'll never be able to get those again too. Never be able to get those again. Right. So whatever it is, what it is. Um, I I have a lot of people, and then and then it gets. Now we could get into like the the personal dynamic of it, where you know you have friends. Oh, why are you sending me a gift? And I was like, well, I never promised you a gift anyway. So oh, that was uh, that was a big issue. We've had some members that you know got some pretty vocal, and eventually one of them got kicked so, because of it. So an, another little uh, another little insight to those mm -hmm. out there. Um, um, for our local community, uh, Josh and I run, arguably, or from what I'm told... Second uh, or third the, largest? Yeah, the largest slash most successful one in our in our uh, geographic location, per se. I, I, say, uh, I say Chicago all the time. We, I think we have the second or third biggest uh, Pokemon group in Chicago. Now, I say that... Like as if we're actually doing work, but we're not. Because we really... did a we did a lot of work well, in the beginning. Well, 
We had to go out there and actively recruit people for a while. Yes, no, you're not wrong. But right now it's at a point where it's like self-sustained with moder moder moderators, which is fine. But that's that was our great. goal I too. Huh? That was our, always our goal to make it self-sustaining and not relied on us. Correct. And I think, yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that it's in the state that it's at, I think is, is, is phenomenal. But like a part of me, like, it's almost like letting that child go, but then you didn't really want it to go. <laughs> right? Like, oh, I wanted to go a long time ago. I'm happy well, that it's well, finally grown up a little bit and I could talk to it. No, in a I guess, way. okay, let me, let me say it like this. Let me kind of, you know, just, <clears throat> you know, talk about that a little further. I guess what I mean by that is like, okay, also too, like COVID did a number on that game as well. Uh, personally for me and just in general um, and could probably talk at nauseam about that too. But what I mean by that is like before COVID and dare I say, while it was hot and we were more um, less fatigued playing it. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed going out and interacting with people that went away. And the last couple communities I actually did go out and try. There's no one. There's no one. Dude, so, I, I I think I seen like uh, you know, obviously not saying real names, but Pegasus is the only one I see, and then uh, Pokebiker. So I'm gonna mention not even fake names, but it sucks. Like that was what I kind of enjoyed, um, and yeah. that went away. Um, well, to give like a mental image of what it looked like, like right now it's a ghost town, but there used to be hundreds of people that went out in a very specific area on community day and they would do like special things. They put like things around the ground, like uh hold on, let's see if I can get it. They would make like very cool, like little unique uh, custom items, like a uh, spinda rock or badges and all that stuff. Like there was a real, you, I, I didn't even know you got a rock here. Like I don't even have a rock. Well, I won it because there was a PVP tournament in the old discord and I won and I got that oh. rock from uh, whatever that girl's name is. I thought the rocks were hidden and you, you had to like like an easter egg hunt but just rocks there was smaller rocks and there's also pins that were hidden too mm -hmm. but i didn't care for those because i let the kids have that but i got this because uh i won um it kicks the mess yeah so, and it so, says so, so, you, so you like you like that one better because you beat up little kids for it versus the other ones you didn't it have would, to beat up i beat kids. what's his name <laughs> uzo he's a pvp god and i beat him Okay, that's impressive. I don't want to, you know, I may have lost you with the nine tails, but I beat some really skilled players. Okay, I'm proud of this rock. Solar beam from a fire Pokemon. That was a dumbest win. What one hit or quitter? I was full health. You were one HP in a dream, and somehow a solar beam wipes me out with some kind of stupidness. You know what they say? Don't fuck with a Pokemon master. <laughs> but no, going to your point, like. I'm not against, you know, remote raiding. I'm not against, you know, remote playing for Pokemon. But I do feel like there could still be a sense of community if they brought back EX, EX raids. So I agree with you, and I agree with that assessment that for the time, because of COVID, that needed to happen. Well, I wouldn't say with COVID. Like, even after COVID, like, there's people, that, there's more people now that have been able to play, you know, that are disabled, that can't walk or whatever. They've been able to enjoy the game more because they have more accessibility. But it, I know people do want that sense of community, and that's why I feel like EX raids will be that nice medium spot because people can meet up in person and, you know, designated gyms, but then people will still get that accessibility to catch any Pokemon wherever they want. 
Once again, like you're right, the accessibility is is welcomed, and you know, you could argue about needed, but it's definitely welcomed. But what I want to say is the reason why I was I don't want to say scared about it, but like I knew the the where what, the the cause and effect of it. I knew exactly how this was going to happen. People were going to get fucking lazy. They're going to want to do everything from home now and that is exactly what happened and it's and it sucks like that's not why the game was created now i agree now niantic they, Uh-oh, I they, the they did they again it's nabisco oh, okay so um Niantic, it's not, it wasn't really their fault. It was just, it was an organic thing. They, they appeased, they did what they had to do, but this was the human outcome. Like, and, and, and I, I don't know how you resolve it. Like, they're, they're trying. I don't think they really but... want to either because it's, it's a, a combat against spoofing that makes the money. Spoof is not even an issue anymore. I mean, well, that's I, what I I'm saying. Say, no, no, no. I don't say that as, as it, it's not an issue that it doesn't exist. It truly does exist. I'm just saying it's not an issue that they don't give a fuck about anymore. And also, I don't think a lot of players care about that anymore. It used to be a stigmatism. Back when we played, it was a stigmatism. We didn't like it. I still don't like it. But it's now an accepted form of play. No, what I'm saying is it. the reason why they didn't like is because people that spoofed were able to get things quicker without paying. But because this whole remote thing, people decided, you know, why, why do I have to update spoofing every whatever week, whatever, I forgot what the spoofing was. But, um, they may, you know, because of the accessibility, people now pay for rate passes in the store and Niantic's making money while combating spoofing from taking money from them. It's a money issue. That's the only reason why they were against spoofing, not because people could play anywhere. It's because... People were able to go to gyms and collect Pokemon and do raids compared to, you know, playing legitly and spending money. That's why the accessibility came in and gave them more money. Because you got to admit, once the pandemic happened, their gains, profit-wise, skyrocketed. Oh, it just went through the fucking roof. That's because they... And, 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 and that was expected. And that was, even without the pandemic, the moment you introduce a remote rate pass, you knew that was going to happen. Yes, but that's they com- they combated spoofing monetary wise. That's why they wanted to do this accessibility so they can make more money off of it. I I I can't agree with that. I can't. And the I only reason why that. I say this is because they that, make- that, 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 okay, if that was if that was their incentive, then they would have released it before the pandemic. Well, I don't think they figured it out until re- until after. No, the oh, be quiet. No, no. What? No, that was figured out no. a long time ago. Stop it. See, listen. This is my reason. Because when Pokemon first came out, what we got like a hundred coins per gym, right, for every day. Then they nerfed it to fifty because of spoofing, and then they raised the price of certain items, like for example, uh, raid passes. They used to be 100. Now they're 300 or 200, whatever. They raised the price on rate passes, remote rate passes. Oh, remote. No. Did they? Yeah, there was a, there was a huge backlash about it. And I don't know if they reverted it or if it's still the same, but I know that the price of remote rate passes did go up. Okay. So what's your point? 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm saying that because now they're in a spot where spoofing is an issue, they can control whatever price they think, have now. No, it's not spoofing is issue. The issue, I think their issue is they're, they're trying to take something back that people got comfortable doing. Well, yeah. That's their issue. But also- and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's it's damn near irreversible. I still think that they can bring it back, but they can't force it back. They have, like I said, EX raids will get people back out there. Uh, it will get a large peop- a population back out there, but it the will people, not get everybody. Well, okay, the people me, that want me... community will get their community back. Like, the, obviously, uh, if, the... if, if a community wants to get the community back, the community will get their community back. I agree with you, but those are probably like really small town communities. I know, but I'm I'm saying the people that actually do want to be sociable will go out to those ex ex spots, and they know that's a set location, so they get their happy social event. But all the people that I want would to play like it. To, I would like to see them try, but I I don't I don't know if that's gonna happen. Oh, they definitely won't bring all socials. Because but... remember, even I think it was right at the turn of the pandemic when they actually still had ex rates going. Remember, they added that aspect of inviting a guest. Yeah, and then they just completely scrapped the X-rays because of well, the well pandemic. because of COVID. Yeah, but they but, could bring but, it back. That was a great system that they had. It. I love that system. I, I, they may, they may not, because like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out. Um, I'm not calling him an influencer, but <laughs> but he, but he is to a certain degree. But um, uh, I don't know his real name, but the guy that does Cerebi.net, like he had, he refuses to go out and play uh in the real world because of his compromised immune system and all that stuff so he he's a large advocate of having things kind of the way they stay during the pandemic which is fine because like himself and other people with those same situations it makes sense for them to stay but there's just that large amount of people that i don't need it's not that they're abusing the system it's just they they become complacent in the system well, that's what I'm saying. The people that actually want to be social, these EX raids will let them be social. And it will give the people that oh, don't want to be social is, it, a win. But what I'm saying is it's not going to happen because you can't cater to both. No, well, yeah, you can. That's what I'm saying. These EX raids, well, the people that actually want to go out and talk to people will go to these EX raid spots and meet other people that are just like them that won't be sociable. While the other people that don't want to go out, they will be happy because they don't have to participate. But then they won't get the EX raids. That's that's the risk that we'll have to take, but it's it's a compromise. <laughs> but, but that's that's my point. That's why I don't see it happening. <clears throat> no, but I would, I'm, I'm with you. I would like to see it come back. But I'm saying that but, it's a, like, it's about you, you the... have to find a way to force people. Although well, forcing isn't because... a good word. They have you have to have options. If you don't want to be sociable, don't go to the X rays. If you want to be sociable, or if you want the X rays, you gotta be sociable. Like give the give them two options. Don't take away accessibility, but also don't take away sociability. Like. The EX raids is for social. The remote is for people that want to play solo or whatever. So it ge- it gives you two options to play whatever way you want. It, it, like there's no perfect system, but they give you two options for whatever player wants mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. Like that's I mean, like if you can think of another way to not force one side or the other to play a certain way. This is for both players to do whatever they it, want. It's just it's just like I guess it depends on. I mean, it's always gonna be about money, so I, that's why I don't see. 
the the days of how sociable it was will return because <laughs> gas prices. Big, <laughs> well, shit, that actually does have an effect on it now that you mention it. That's but, not um, very much. But 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 no, but like to your point, to appease to to the masses or to 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 you know all accessibility. It could continue the way it is, but if it continues the way it is, then it'll. What I'm saying is, it'll never return to that. I'm not going to call it glory days of social, you know, sociability, but like, it just won't. Actually, just, hold on. The, the... I'm going to correct that, only because I've, you know, like you and I both follow Pokemon Go on socials, right? Uh, I do, but I don't know if I like read everything that they put out there. But the people that really, really want to be social. Like, mm-hmm. look at those events. Like, look at the Safari. Look at the GoFest. There's still mm-hmm. loads of people going out there. Hundreds of people. Thousands of people. So that oh, part, yeah. that it, community part it, isn't dead because well, of those events. But those are events. That's different than the local community day events that we used to go out and flourish and have a good time. Well, yeah. The unfortunate, like that, you said. That, 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 that's my conversation. Like, you're right. Those events are always going to be flocked with people. Like, I was close to going out to Seattle this weekend. I wanted to go, too. <laughs> but when I saw the fucking talk about grass prices, when I saw the airfare shit, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's worth it anymore. Yeah, it's like five, $600 if you want to do, like, a week before. Yeah, I think it might have been a little bit more, if I'm being honest, when I looked. But uh, I think it was, like, 800 But um, But, yeah, so, like, those events are always going to to blossom and and uh like even last year when i went to the go fest remember with the fucking egg and all that shit like actually was that a go fest? i don't think that was a go fest Wait. i think that was just a normal event like uh yeah now you got me thinking if it was go fest or not but whatever that was oh. i mean there's a ton of people yeah um i hope they so... do more of those because that was a cool egg with the requesa popping out and all it was that. very anticlimactic though like it was cool the setup was cool and the the, the vibe the atmosphere obviously like that was all cool but like it was very anti in my opinion it was very anticlimactic at least they did but, something that's true but um yeah i'm talking about the local the community ones like i i just don't see those returning now obviously there's a lot of people that don't care and that's fine I'm just saying, for me, that was something that I enjoyed doing. Sounds like so. you need to go to more events. <laughs> or, or that. Or yeah. that. I mean, like, I see your side. And I guess, you know, like I said, no side will truly be happy because, you know, I guess a balanced system, both sides will find gripes and both sides will find positives. But in today's Pokemon Go thing, the only reason why I'm fatigued is just because there's way too much to do. But the sense of community is still there if you if you seek it out, and the sense of accessibility is also there because of this remote stuff. So my fatigue is just too many events. <laughs> too many events. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, at least the in-game stuff, not the real life stuff. Um, looks like we got six minutes to two hours. Uh, the one thing like that, that Pokemon Go definitely needs is Discord. So the final topic. Of today. <laughs> <laughs> with, 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 with the slick segue um so um i'll be honest i didn't read the entire article um but i know you know it uh pretty i've known about this for years so microsoft and discord just uh what i guess you call it a contract well, um they so discord has been in uh 
sold it for a long time, but Microsoft wanted to buy them. Discord said no. So because the whole Smart. Microsoft wanted to buy Discord, Discord was like, all right, we'll strike up a partnership. Uh, and they went with PlayStation. So this was like a year ago. They announced a partnership with PlayStation to bring Discord to their system. And then Microsoft was like, we don't want to be left behind. Let's do the same thing. Let's strike a, let's strike a bargain and Discord will be integrated into the Xbox UI. Which is a great thing for gamers because now every, all consoles, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, will all now have a dedicated voice chat or uh, text chat to communicate with all devices. And I think that's a fantastic thing, a win for uh, gamers, just like cross Hundred percent. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, it, it's that, um, I mean, it, it's, it's <clears throat> connecting all the universes together, right? I mean... Um, just switch needs to get on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what benefits that gives Switch if, if, if they can't even get their own freaking online oh, play working. I mean, um, but yeah, no, I think it's 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 fantastic. Um, I, I, I don't really have a lot to bring to this topic except that, yeah, it's fucking great. Like, it's, it's you know, uh, it's good that there is a service that could actually do this, and and it's and neutral. Not only that's neutral, but it, it, it's 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 dare I say it's flawless? But it's like, like it just works, right? It's like it's it's like a you know, it's a perfect marriage. It really is. Like 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 they like it's like saying if what well, I don't know what would that be like? Fucking six eight years ago that you know Skype did this. No. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that that Skype would have been able to successfully do it, but I'm just saying like you know it, it's good that Discord's there to do this, and, was, and, and was, they're gonna they're gonna achieve it. I was actually about to say Skype. So if you don't know, Microsoft bought Skype a long time ago. Skype was growing. Oh. Skype became, Skype became popular. Right. Then Microsoft took over. You're Microsoft right. had the possibility to be Discord, but they got too greedy. This was in their greedy mindset from 2010 to 16. You're right. You're right. And during that time, Discord popped up and obviously outgrew them. So that's mm -hmm. why I killed Skype. But mm -hmm. what, that's why when people when Microsoft said they wanted to buy Discord, everybody was like, "Yo, hold up! You killed Skype. We don't want this to happen to Discord." Mm -hmm. and, but but once uh, to, to kind of re rewind for a second, I mean, uh, I don't know if you heard me say it as you were talking, but <clears throat> um, I said it was smart for them not selling because some CEOs or whatever stake. Uh, shareholders would be like they see that check and they offered and a, a really and, big and, check and, 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 and take it and run so i i applaud them for um for not selling and and allowing them to just uh go with a partnership i, I think i think that's great to your point great for the gamers gamers win for with this um in this situation so I think another reason why they didn't sell is because both PlayStation and Xbox tried to buy them for a large amount of money. And Discord was like, you know what? They're smarter. They're like, why sell when we can make more if we own it? I mean, it, it's a, yeah, it's, 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 they're investing in themselves. And, and if they, um, by them having a partnership with both major companies, you pretty much now monopolized. Yeah, they, they monopolized the social network for they, gamers. They, 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 they they won they yeah. won they well, absolutely won so so like it's it's yeah it's it's just brilliant um and, and kudos for them i mean that that's really all i could say like it's it's great 
I, I don't know how. I don't want to sit here and overanalyze on how this could go bad, but like, I don't. I don't know how it does. I don't. I don't see any negative because you know everything is connected. But I am curious why it took him nearly two years to do it. Because like, like logistics. I, I'm. I'm. Well, sure. obviously I'm there just... is like paper, You know, like you know, legal stuff behind it. But like, yeah. PlayStation announced a partnership. Like you know neutral partnership with them for like a year and a half i guarantee you microsoft really probably just wanted to figure out how they could sustain without it but because you do have the crossover games nowadays that's like mandatory dare i say this because this is going to sound you know very good in, in microsoft's favor um i i think i think them allowing this is just their way of giving back in some weird fucking way. Well, I meant to the gamer. Microsoft needs to give back because they. I mean, as much <laughs> as I'm a Microsoft fan, they own way too much. Like, no. I, I think. I think this is. I mean, sorry to cut you off again. <clears throat> I, I don't. I don't follow them like you do, so I don't know. Like, I know you mentioned the whole greedy thing with Skype, but I think, dare I say, this is the first. But I, I it's a good step for them to show. Look, we don't have to be greedy. I think at this point, because they dominate so much of the market, they don't care anymore. Well, actually, it may in, in some capacity, it, it, they might be learning from a mistake. Oh, they definitely learned from overreaching from Skype, so, and then yeah, so 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 they tried to monopolize and failed, and seeing another company rise up to pretty much make their their acquisition non-existent. Now it's almost like they're forced to succumb and be like you know what we tried we lost kind of similar to the blu-ray hd dvd thing right once sony got disney behind them they're like fuck well not only that but like the data on blu-ray was just so much more advanced than hd dvd well you know tech we don't have to go into all those details <laughs> more of the story more of the story is is like they realized a defeat yeah and and they're and they just you know, hey, you know what? Can we get in on that Blu-ray action? Sure, pay us this, this, this. As much as I want to say it's for the gamers, I think Xbox also had a sinister mindset behind this because I know you don't follow them, but yeah. Xbox has been doing a lot of pushback on Sony because Sony didn't want crossplay for a lot of their games, and okay. Xbox was trying to make it mandatory, and they they weren't doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They just wanted to look better in the public eye. Well. And, and the only reason why I say yeah, this is because we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens right here in the near future. Because with the recent acquisition of Activision and such, like let's I said, see what they, let's see what they do with things like Modern Warfare. I mean, no, they're they they're definitely gonna keep it cross platform because well, if, well, they said that, but you know, it it would be stupid for them not to because they would be, no, they make so much money. Stupid. No, yeah, I agree with you, but I'm just saying. I I, I I think Microsoft cares way too much about money than exclusivity at this point. That's why, like, if you look at their overall market, they own the majority of cloud service gaming. Like, Azure is the biggest cloud-performing system out there with xCloud. Mm -hmm. um, they own Game Pass, which is on PC and console. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but um, Xbox is also doing well. And uh, they also make money off of Microsoft products from PC. So they, they have, like, four different markets to make money from. So they don't care about PlayStation with their single console. 
but they're trying to constantly push them back because they know they got the upper hand in the market. And also, I mean, they did, they do obviously, but like, that's this is an ample opportunity though for them <clears throat> to, because the IP is so strong and so notorious, it could be a window for them to just to try it. Because like, I'm not saying they failed with Halo, but they definitely botched Halo. Yeah, um, they did, and. If, if we're if talking, they, if they wanted to play hardball, this would be the time for them to try. I agree with you. It would be the dumbest, in my opinion, it'd be the dumbest fucking move. But because they lack in that department, if they really wanted, if they really cared about a war, which they really shouldn't, because they're making, to your point, a ton of money. I'm just saying, this would be a time for them to try. If they were going to do an exclusivity thing, it would be single player content. Multiplayer, it just it doesn't make sense because they'd be cutting their profits that in could, half. No, and that could be a way for them to do it for sure. It's like but, single, but single player could see exclusive. That wouldn't garnish them a lot of like people, like you know, shift over to that exclusive exclusive. I can't even talk. And You'd say be the surprised the power of uh, Bethesda. A single player can be, well, Oh yeah, yeah. like Maybe. Overwatch for example. If I Overwatch well, will never be exclusive, but like if Overwatch was exclusive, a lot, especially in the Asian market, which Xbox doesn't win. But if, if Overwatch was exclusive to Xbox, a lot mm-hmm. of Asian players would go get Xbox or PC. We'll I mean, I mean, like I said, that uh, becomes official like June of next year. So we'll we'll probably know a little bit after that. Probably another year's time. So I, I agree with you. I don't see it happening. I'm just saying, if there was a time, it, it would probably be then. Oh yeah, I for agree. Them, I agree with for, that. for them for them to to experiment. Uh, yeah. so. With that, uh, that is all our topics for today that we had planned. But I want to throw in um, a little uh, little curveball here and call an audible, if you don't mind. Can I have right. a final topic for today? Sure. Um, this is not in your wheelhouse, and I understand that, but I feel like it's uh, very large news, which you may or not ha- may or may have not come across, uh, and it's in my wheelhouse, but. Um, Vincent Kennedy McMahon has retired as CEO of WWE. Wow, I think that is, huh? How long has he been like the manager? Like forty years? Since he's fucking been born, if you you know, I mean, his like dad he owned WWF, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his dad owned it, and once his you know dad was done, he passed it off to him. So now wow. he is passing it off to um. Stephanie McMahon and uh, another CEO named um, no Triple H is the uh, executive vice president of talent and relations. I believe he just came back to like 48 hours ago. Uh, I'm not going to go. We're not going to talk about this at nauseum. I know it's not in your wheelhouse. No, go ahead. I want to hear it. I'm just saying like it's 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 huge. Uh, I don't follow the WWE product anymore. Yeah, because you follow Uh, AEW. No, what do you follow? Yeah, because I follow a promotion called AEW nowadays um that i i just don't follow in the capacity of watching wwe anymore i do read what they call dirt sheets or whatever and updates so i'm in tune with the, with the product just not like i don't i, I can't stomach the, the the content so to speak on a week by week basis but this could change and it could be really good for wrestling fans we will see um i just wanted to bring that up i think it's huge um 
anybody in the chat eventually wants to talk about it, we could talk about it. Um, but yeah, just want to throw that because that just happened like hours before we started our first ever podcast. And um, I'm a huge wrestling fan, so, so I just felt like I had to bring that up. Since since I I'm not like a, a wrestling fan like you are, mm-hmm. can you explain to me like why it could be like be a potential positive? Is it because Vince McMahon was you know gatekeeping a lot of wrestling or? Hundred percent. Uh, gatekeeping is probably uh, um, um, a, a not so strong word to use. He <laughs> has he he has the absolute final say in everything that happens with the WWE. Um, oh, so he's like, like a Monday Night Raw and, and Friday Night SmackDown show. Um, like legit, there every week that man like he has writers. Right, just like any TV show, any movie, he has a team of writers that writes the stories, writes the mm-hmm. matches, even right. Um, that man would show up though that day, legit take it, rip it up, and pretty much write the show on the fly while he's there. Um, he was a total control freak. Did he have his glory days in the past and shit? A hundred percent, but that's why. Kind of segue a little bit. I think that's why AEW grew in popularity because it was it was I wouldn't say a fan. Yes, more freedom. Uh, The wrestlers get to um, kind of control their storylines a little bit. Um, And Vince, no, that man controls everything. So this could be good news for their product. but it's 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 a wait and see thing. Do so. you think we could ever? Do you think we'll ever see a wrestling crossover like AEW versus WWE versus yes. what's the other one? TNT. What's, what's the uh, well, there, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, you could argue what the major promotions are. There's what's one thing? WWE still won. Even I could admit that. Uh, you could argue AEW is two. You could even argue it's three. But you have New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is Japan's number one. I heard promotion. that one's blowing up like crazy right now. Like, I oh, heard... they, it's not even just now. They've 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 been a strong entity for for a number of years. It's just we're in the western side of the world. So, well, I heard the uh, reason why it's blowing up is because like obviously you know wrestling WWE and AEW have like they take risk with like dives and all that stuff. But like apparently the Chinese organization. They have no guards. Like they get hurt like badly over there. No, I mean they're they're they they do have a strong style wrestling. Um, but uh, as far as like popularity, they're probably like, I guess dare you call them the WWE of Japan because that's really what they are. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the Tokyo Dome. Tokyo Dome is massive. They sell that out. That's like they have like a WrestleMania like event there every year called uh, Wrestle Kingdom. It's it's really popular, extremely popular. Um, so you got you got those three. You have um, you have uh, TNA, which is TNA. Uh, that's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, you have TNA still. Uh, Ring of Honor just returned, but the owner of AEW owns Ring of Honor. Um, uh, and, and there's a, there's like some other smaller promotions that are really big too. So um, to answer your question though, I I think now that Vince is gone. There is a very high probability. I would put maybe three, four years. We might see something like that, and I think that would be the epitome of amazing. Because if one thing would ever bring me back to wrestling, because like I, like I said, I watched wrestling from like two thousand five to two thousand eight, uh, two thousand eight. 
But I would love to see a triple promotion Royal Rumble where you got AWTNA and WWE, all their best fighters, going to the ring, like 50-man brawl, and duke it out to see which promotion is the best, and they rate, like you know hold their crown up. I thought I think that'd be dope because oh it would. It, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was gonna say like you know the last wrestling I seen besides obviously the the wrestling matches with you with AEW, but mm-hmm. uh, TNA when they had Sting and some of those like you know really grungy you know rowdy dudes like they would get crazy in those rings, and I'd love to see that versus WWE. Yeah, I think um, I mean I dare I say speak for um, millions of wrestling fans out there. Yeah. I I don't think there's many people that would not want to see that. (laughs) I mean, even though we all know, or I shouldn't say we all know, most of us know it's fake. Um, But that doesn't take away from the story and the fun. No, it takes nothing away with the athleticism of what the performers do and, and the sacrifices they take and all that stuff. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Would love, would love to see it. So will it, take we, us home. Uh, I'm just gonna say now that this is happening, are you gonna watch more WWE or no? I don't know yet. Not 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 immediately. No. Um, it's gonna build can up. Can they lure problem. me in? Yeah, totally. They they might lure me back in. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. We actually went a lot. Well, hold on. Before we end this, I just gotta say that you know I just looked at the chat because this is wrapping up. Uh, Bmoo six hundred three says you have really cool swords. Thank you. But, uh, we, yeah, we went a lot longer than we thought. We were aiming for, like, an hour um, for our first episode. But, hey, we just kept chatting. Two hours. Had fun. Two hours. Um, but, yes, thank you guys for watching the Out of Mana podcast. Uh, episode one is done. Uh, episode we, two would be... We hope you replenished all your mana. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know the dates, but episode two will be hopefully next Friday, if nothing interrupts us. I I am... More than down to keep this as static Friday, 6 p.m. as much as possible. I know uh, schedules tend to get in the way, but um, if, if, if it works for you, it works for me. We will always try to aim for Friday, 6 p.m. Central Time, obviously, depending on life, but the majority of the time would be Friday, 6 p.m. Central Time. But thank you guys for watching, and we'll catch you guys later. And on to the chat.